0: Hi, I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast where I talk about living a creative and intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, sometimes knitting, what I'm reading and watching, and a little bit about keeping a cozy, organized home. I've got my cup of tea in hand, so let's settle in for a chat. This is episode 51. Hey, it is so good to be back. I am trying out a new recording space, which is not in the closet because it's very hot outside here in Southern California. So it's actually, it's in my bedroom and I'm a little worried about street noise. So you'll have to forgive me if the sound quality is not as good as it usually is, or let me know what you prefer. So, um episode 51 so we made it past the the episode 50 landmark thank you to everyone who um entered the giveaway um and that was for the new book by minky kim zaka wool applique so we've got a winner christine so congratulations um but now we're going to continue the celebration kind of like when you have those birthday celebrations where, you know, it kind of starts on a Friday and goes all through the weekend. We'll take this through a few episodes. But the Fat Quarter Shop has very generously um, donated a $35 gift certificate. Um, And so we will do a giveaway I will have a link in the show notes, but we're going to hold that giveaway on Instagram. So the last one was held on my blog. This one will be held on Instagram just to shake it up a little bit. Plus, you know, I'm really, really close to 5,000 followers on Instagram and it would really be fun to, to go over the edge on that so that I only then have to double that to get the swipe up feature. <laughs> so, you know, like say another six years, whatever. It's all time is going to pass anyway. So does it really matter? So um I'm drinking I'm kind of drinking my tea in a weird format today. It's cold and it's actually kombucha, which I have fallen down the rabbit hole of learning to brew, and I'm totally enjoying it. Um and I bought some new green tea, and I'm doing a mixture of half black tea and half green tea when I brew the sweet tea for the kombucha. And um, this green tea is from Positively Tea. I got it on Amazon and And, um, it's the organic pinhead gunpowder, which sounds like a really aggressive name (laughs) for tea, especially green tea, but it's quite good. So it's, I'm drinking it in kombucha now, but I drink it during the week, um, just as hot, loose leaf green tea. And it's a, it's a good price. I shied away from it at first. I, I saw a lot of kombucha, um, brewers use this brand, Positively Tea. And, um, I thought, you know, I thought it was too expensive, but, because it's like $15, but it's $15 for like a pound. So it's a huge amount for $15. So ounce for ounce, it's a really, it's a really good deal. Um It's just, I felt, I guess it felt a little risky if you didn't know how it was going to taste um, to, to buy so much of it. But anyways, I'm really enjoying the uh, organic pinhead gunpowder green tea from Positively Tea. Not sponsored, but you know, I'll, I will always put a link in the show notes. So it is currently the 5th of July. Of the pandemic year 2020 year of our Lord um, and I feel like we spent the fourth of July like a lot of people did which was not watching fireworks but instead watching Hamilton have you watched Hamilton yet um, I have to say that so my daughter and I saw it I don't, a couple years ago I right read at Christmas time so maybe two and a half years ago at this point um, at the Pantages in LA. So it was, you know, a whole different cast. Um, and so it was very, very fun to see the voices that you're used to from the, um, from the recordings, you know, see those people in those roles. Um, I have like just such an affinity for the guy that plays George Washington and, um, oh, so many of them, but that one, that one in particular. And, um, the woman who plays Eliza, I want to say her name is Filippo Wu, but I don't want to get that wrong. Um, I think she has the most perfect voice in the entire world. So, and I love the, um, Angelica. Like it's just so, it's so fun to see them in those roles. Um, I am, I'm so glad we saw it, but it is not like seeing it in person, obviously. And so if you've never seen it in person and you get the opportunity to, um, don't think, oh, I've already seen it on TV. I don't really need to see it because you still need to see it in person. That is what I have to say about that. But it was, um, I think my daughter and I were still the biggest fans. All the boys in our family were like, yeah, it was okay. It was long. (laughs) Could not be too long for me. I loved it. So, um, yeah, so now we've got a month of Disney Plus. And, um, so if you guys have any, um, advice about things to watch on Disney Plus, I am all ears. Maybe I'll put that as a question in the Facebook group, but also just however you want to get a hold of me. You can email me on my, from my blog. You can Instagram DM me. People get a hold of me in all kinds of ways. But yeah, I I think we want to watch The Mandalorian. Um, I've heard that the Artemis Fowl movie is not or and I'm not sure if it's a movie or a show. I hear it's not good, and we really love those books. So I, I think I might just steer away from that one. For a brief moment, we thought that the Studio Ghibli movies were on um, Disney+. Plus. That's the um, My Friend Totoro, Howl's Moving Castle, Ponyo, if you know those movies. Um, but they're not. So that, that was a little heartbreaking. So let me know if there's any shows on Disney+, Plus you'd like to see. So it's kind of a nice, um, beautiful, hot Sunday here. And we went for a, a bike ride this morning, a pretty long one, like an hour, um, on this kind of cool trail that is, I, I've lived in this area my entire life, and we just found like these new trails um, that are actually even like paved, so it's not even like real mountain biking. If you live around here, people, it's this, It's along the Simi Arroyo at Easy Street in Madeira in Simi, and see me, and it just was a fantastic bike ride. So we're definitely going to do that again. We may even just like put the dog in the car and go down part way to where there's a park and start from there and just walk sometimes because it was just, it was really nice. And something new, we joke every night when we go for a walk kind of as a family, we're like, let's go someplace we've never been <laughs> as if we've not lived in this house for 24 years and have done everything you could around here. And other than that, there's just been a lot of uh, tinkering in the garden, as is my way this time of year. I just kind of can't leave things alone. Um, but it's looking like, I feel like it's looking as, as good as it's ever looked. Um, we've got some sugar snap peas that are growing well and some cucumbers and watermelon. The blackberries are finished. Um, I've got all kinds of herbs, which I always do, but I've even uh, doubled down on them. I always have oregano thyme and rosemary. Those are like just perennials in our yard, but now we've got some basil growing, some uh, parsley, cilantro, um, that kind of stuff. I wish I was better at growing things from seeds because I would like to still just keep tucking little, you know, plants here, you know, in here and there. But, you know, it can really add up when you're always going to (laughs) buy the bedding plants. Um, if I was a better person, I would figure out the, the growing from seed, but that's not going to happen this year. And it's not going to happen in July for sure. You know, it's, it's getting past the point where we should really be putting new plants in the ground because it's getting really hot. so yeah, so we're just, you know, uh, just we are we live in a place here in Southern California where the the virus cases are getting worse. So we're pretty much doing what we've always done. We're sitting tight. Um, I do feel free to go, you know, we've always been going to the grocery store and more things are open now. So like, you know, like I've mentioned, we've been to the garden center. Um, I'll talk about this a little later. I went and got my vacuum cleaner repaired. And those are the kind of stores that didn't even used to be open. Um, But, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they are and I'm glad that I can just go in there wearing a mask and get out of there and hand sanitize up and still be living my life um, I still don't know what we're going to do about something. Is anybody going on vacation this year? (laughs) I don't know how to do that this year. Um, we talked about renting like a, an RV, but I have a feeling that all the savvy RVers have already reserved all the camping spots in California. So I have a feeling that's not even an option, but we might look into that. So the other big news that I have is, um, A few episodes ago, I think it was episode 48, I talked about this quilter named uh, Dara Thomason. She's a long arm, she's basically an educator, um, and she's a long armer, she teaches long arm quilting, and she's kind of transitioned into being a life coach, which um, I think focuses a lot on weight loss. And... um, She's got uh, a blog and Facebook page where she's giving away uh, a lot of weight loss coaching basically for free. I mean, she's just, you know, she's really inviting people in to talk about the science of weight loss. And even uh, she's created a a bit of a food plan for, you know, sort of a a short-term challenge. So I invited her um, to do a little five-day challenge for the listeners, followers of Simple Handmade Every Day, and she was willing to do it, which is kind of an amazingly generous offer because it's free. So um, I have set up a private Facebook page um, called uh, Five Day Food Challenge with Dara, I think is what it's called. And so it's private so that people can um, tune in and feel free that, um, only the people that are, you know, want access to this information, you know, can kind of hear it because she'll be doing some, um, a presentation of the first day, it will be Monday through Friday, on a, the first Monday she will do her presentation of the science of, of weight loss, um, how your hormones are affected, things like that, um, and kind of tell you about a food plan and and how she did it. Here's what I haven't mentioned, is she has lost over 50 pounds with no diet, with no, diet, with no exercise or counting calories, obviously she changed her diet. Um, And so she's done it. She's the success story, right? So she's going to tell that story and um, present a food plan and invite us to follow the food plan and whichever, however you want. And then she will pop back into the Facebook group every day for 30 minutes, different times. um, That's in the email that you'll receive when you sign up. Um, uh, she's also on the West coast, she's in Canada, but, um, we did it at a few different times so that, um, if you're on the East coast or you, you know, are working in an office or whatever, and you can't come at 10 AM, um, West coast time, you might be able to pop in later, but everything will be recorded. Um, and so when she pops in these other days, um, she wants to interact with people. And so, so people can go, okay, well, man, yesterday that was really hard and I really struggled in the afternoon. And she will do some coaching so you can see what it's like to be coached by her. And so I'm super excited. Um, I think she just, every time I hear her talk, I learn something new. So I invite you to do that. There will be a link in the show notes, which will uh, take you to a sign up page. And when you sign up, it's just, you know, your name and email, and then you'll get, you'll get an email that um, has a link to the private Facebook group and kind of gives you the details. So make sure you you make your way over to the Facebook page or to the show notes so that you can get that link. And thanks again to my favorite Fat Quarter Shop for sponsoring this podcast. Fat Quarter Shop is a one-stop show for quilting fabrics and supplies for quilters around the world. They stock quilt shop quality fabrics, pre-cuts, quilt kits, patterns, and notions. In the Bonnie and Camille Quilt Bee Book, this celebrated mother-daughter team present their personal stories of how quilting has shaped their past and presence while influencing future generations. They also share tips on how to make quilting an occasion to be shared with family, friends, and the global quilting community, as well as many practical quilting tips. This book features 12 amazing projects, including the unforgettable Shine On Sampler Quilt, nine coordinating quilts, a pillow, and one gift-worthy thread catcher. It also has a bonus cross stitch companion of the sampler quilt included and there is so much to do on these pages bonnie and camille invite you to expand your social circle by igniting your creativity and honing your quilting skills at the same time won't you sew along reserve your book today whatever fabric pattern or notion you're looking for chances are they have it visit them at fatquartershop.com and as usual i will put a link in the show notes all right let's talk some quilting I actually finished some things. I think I kind of found my sojo again. Okay, last episode, I talked about how I lost all my sewing mojo and how I was going to share with you my plan and how I got it back. And I totally never shared that plan. (laughs) I don't even know if I knew if I had a plan. Um, I think my plan basically was to figure out where my inspiration was going and just to make a plan to finish the projects that weren't speaking to me and, and move on. But I totally lost my way in that story. But I did finish the scrappy uh, trip quilt, which I was lamenting last episode that it just, I made a lot of mistakes and judgments with it, but you know what? Once I got it up on the design wall and sewed it all together. Um it, it does not have the full scrappy trip look that I was going for, but it does have some very interesting geometrical shapes going on. And I ended up really liking it. Um, my plan actually was to just sort of set aside the top. Um, in, until I cooled down. But once I saw that I, I actually really <laughs> liked the way um, the, the string of colors, you know, kind of uh, worked into these geometrical patterns, I was inspired to, to finish it. Um, but I was struggling with backing. Um, I didn't really have uh, appropriate fabric for the back of it. I started with a jelly roll, if you remember, for this quilt. And um, so I'm looking through my stash, and I have this blue hashtag fabric. It's from Riley Blake Designs. And years ago, I ordered a bunch of it. And because, kind of funny story, um, when Minky had her first fabric line called Dear Diary, I made a quilt for Quilt Market for her. It was kind of a rush job. That's how a lot of quilts for Quilt Market are, because you you have like a week to throw something together. And it was cute, um, but I felt the scale was off, so it, it always, it kind of bothered me a little bit. I just felt like it wasn't my best work. Well, um, it got lost coming back from Quilt Market. It never made it back from Quilt Market and so Riley Blake felt really bad, and they gave me um, a bunch of fabric. (laughs) I'm still working through some of that fabric, and and they allowed me to like pick some stuff, and so I ordered a big amount of um, this. uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. I think it's just considered a Riley Blake basic, but it's kind of an aqua, and it just has these, you know, like little white hashtags in a very freeform way, and it has come in handy as a quilt back so many times because it's um, as long as the front of the quilt is, you know, kind of a similar color, and this one definitely had kind of that uh, an aqua blue, then it's just this very inconspicuous quilt back. Um, I didn't quite have enough, as I never do, and um, so I was able to get some more of the fabric from the line, Bloom, from quilt, uh, Cottonville, and... Um, And I did a little bit of a piece back, like just a stripe down the back, which, you know, I don't like to take the time to do piece backs. And I almost only only do them when I've made a mistake calculating quilt back fabric, which is often. Um, But I always love it. I love it when I do it because it just makes that back just a little bit more interesting. And it gave me an excuse to go see Minky because um, she had the fabric and um, so that, that was really fun. So we, I went to her house, knocked on the door, kind of backed up, she's got a kind of a walkway, backed up 10, 12 feet. And, um, we stood there for like 20 minutes and had a conversation, which was really nice because I have not really seen her. We've exchanged a few things here and there. She went in, she made me an iced coffee and brought it out (laughs) because we have a thing about she always makes me coffee. And when she comes to my house, I make her tea. And, um, so it was, it was really nice. And I got to see her daughters and, you know, it was, I have not been good about connecting with friends in real life. Like I haven't. I've had one Zoom conversation with a you know, with a group of friends since this whole thing started. I make sure my kids are connecting with their people, and I do not make the same effort myself. So that was kind of a lesson learned because I just I felt so rejuvenated after that that short conversation, and I walked away with an iced coffee and fabric. I mean, I was clearly the winner in that exchange. <laughs> but anyway, so I use that to. Um, make the quilt back, which, you know, was like just sewed up in no time at all. And then I put that quilt and the um, pineapple quilt that I, uh, you know, like I literally, it's maybe 10 years since I bought that kit in Maui. Um, When I first started this podcast, which is, I don't know, two and a half years ago, I, I decided I was going to uh, make that quilt, and it has been sitting, basted, and undone for years, and I just realized, because I really thought that I wanted to do my own custom quilting on it, and um, there comes a time where I just realized, if I have not done that, that that quilt has been sitting, done for two years, and you still don't want to pick it up and quilt it, you're never going to do this, so both of those quilts have gone to the long armor, um, and I just could not be happier. <laughs> And I will put a link um, to, in the show notes. Her name is uh, Deanna Cenzano. And um, I'll put a link to her uh, IG profile. And um, she's very professional, so reasonably priced, has a numb, just so many cute um, patterns. And, um, you know, it, she does the, the um, like edge-to-edge computerized design, which I didn't think that I would like that on my quilts. Like I thought, oh, no, they need to be all hand done. It does not bother me at all. I'm so. I actually enjoy looking at how perfect these stitches are. It kind of inspires me, um, and so yeah, I completely changed my mind about about long arm quilting. Um, and I used to think I wanted to be a long armer, but I don't think I do. I think I just enjoy having somebody else do that for me. Then they come back, and then I get to do one of my favorite parts of the quilting process, which is the binding. So it's just like a win win. So those are off to her. I still have not picked the motif for the pineapple quilt. I don't know what to do about that. So we'll we'll figure that out, but that is, I, I feel like lighter that, oh, look at that. I've, I'm, these things are getting done. And um, I also talked about another whip that I was working on, um, this this uh, quilt called Pretty Playtime. It's a Pretty Playtime sampler from this book by um, Aliyah Lutz using her fabric that I did as a, a Fat Quarter Shop sew along years ago. And um, I got going on that. And uh, I, it's, I'm doing nine blocks and I still, eight were done. So I just needed to do this really cute bow tie block um, with uh, nine little bow ties in it. So I did that yesterday, got some sashing done. So I think in the next um, week, I will have that quilt top done. And um, I'm gonna send that off to, to Deanna too. So I'm super excited. I'm also looking forward to, um, believe it or not, making some more masks. Number one, I need to keep multiple masks in all the cars because I keep forgetting to take them. And so then I have to like turn around and come back and it's terrible. So I need more masks. Um, And I will report back to you hopefully next podcast. I am getting the Creative Grids Mask Template. I don't know if you've seen that for the contoured mask, which I I think that I like those better. Um, I have this problem with the pleated ones kind of getting up into my eyes. And um, so it's, and I've just red that you can really blow through the cutting part so quickly with this. And so I'm hoping, you know, I can get into a real groove with sewing them. So I will um, give you a full report next time on the uh, Creative Grids mask template. And if you've used it, um, let me know how, you, how how that's going. I've heard that they are just selling like hotcakes because anything to make this whole mask making thing a little bit easier is is good with me. But I am just feeling good and lighter about um, finishing up some quilts and, Starting to think about what is the next big quilt project that I want to do, I've got a few designs in my head. Um, I posted something on uh, my, the Facebook page about this laundry basket quilt has this um, kit coming out that is the Alaska uh, quilt pattern which is just beautiful but she did a rainbow version of it which was gorgeous. Um, I think that I might spring for the kit if I do that because um, there's a lot of diamonds and those pieces are laser cut which I think would be really nice. And I've done a um, a diamond uh, pillow from a laundry basket quilt pattern with the diamonds and with the laser cut pieces and it's sewed together so beautifully I think I'm kind of hooked on that so um and I've just been bookmarking a bunch of quilts of just like oh something like that I want to do that so I'm starting just to feel that energy again and maybe even playing around like I've said for so many years um with some improv stuff just kind of getting to play I've sort of adjusted to my new space and having to move the, the sewing machine on and off my desk and and stuff like that but you know, um, it is what it is. And, uh, I've just kind of figured out what works. So, so yay. Um, let's move on to books. Um, I don't have a lot to report here because I am still slogging through the land of painted caves, um, by Jean All. It is a really long book and I really haven't been doing that much reading lately. Um, luckily nobody else, um, in my library system seems to want this book. I have it as an ebook on Libby. So I just keep, <laughs> I just keep renewing it and renewing it. And, um, so that's been fine, um, but what I've been listening to as my audiobook when I've been gardening and things like that is a book called The New Jim Crow, and oh great, now I don't know the author. I'm going to look it up right now. It is by Michelle Alexander, and um, that has been really good and eye-opening. You know, we've been trying to read books and watch movies um, just to, you know, continue to educate ourselves. And, um, I mean, I've learned a lot about the, the history of, um, sort of systemic mass incarceration and it's been really good so that is a good eye-opening book I found it on Libby as an audiobook and um, so you might want to check that out and then um, as we move on to what I've been watching besides Hamilton um, we watched Just Mercy which is also a really good book I've heard but the movie has Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx and it was so good. It was it was hard to watch at times, um, but uh, it's a true story of a uh, Harvard educated uh, black lawyer who goes to I want to say Alabama um, and really digs into helping people who are on death row and people who have been falsely you know uh, incarcerated. And it's a true story and it's amazing and heartbreaking. And it's just so hard to believe that this kind of stuff happens in our country, even to this day. Um, And so anyway, so I definitely highly recommend that. I believe it was just on Netflix. Um, it was on Netflix or Amazon Prime I'm not I can't remember which one but they, they've just there's a lot of um, movies a lot of civil rights types movies out right now you know that you may have to used to have to pay for but they're just out there for free so definitely recommend that um, on the lighter side of things um, I've still got my acorn TV subscription could not love it more we're I'm just gonna I don't know they're gonna have to pry that subscription out of my hands. <laughs> I'm loving it. Um, so I have gone down the rabbit hole of Agatha Raisin, which is a, um, it's a character by MC Beaton, um, that is well beloved, uh, in a series of books. And so they've turned it into, it's, it's a pretty current show. I think the last season three is, is from 2020 and it's about a woman who she's, I don't know how old she is, late forties, maybe. Um, maybe 50. I'm not sure. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyways, um, she was like a hot shot uh, PR person from London. And she moves to um, the Cotswolds, is that right? To, you know, kind of the country to a, an adorable little village. And um, she just, you know, is sort of an amateur sleuth. She just kind of falls into it, um, kind of the way um, on Murder, She Wrote. You know, she didn't mean to... Uh, to be a private investigator, right? It's just the people keep dying. What are you going to do? So um, it is super lightweight and fun and funny. It makes um, Midsummer Murders seem like a hardcore uh, murder mystery series. (laughs) If you've ever watched that, you know that that's not true. So anyways, it's just really fun. Um, And that has been my my sewing companion as I've been, I, I kind of took a break from Doc Martin and I am completely binging um, those I, those shows, I'm on to season three. And um, I think I'm closing in on the end of that. So that's been just really fun. I could not more highly recommend something if, if these days when if you just, if you love a cozy mystery and you just want a little escapism, Agatha Raisin is your girl. Um, I also watched an episode of a show called the Victorian House or Victorian House of Arts and Crafts. So I don't know. Did you watch these PBS shows back in the day like Frontier House? I think we watched Victorian House and 1940s House where people from, to, you know, from today, they, they live as if they were in that time period from their clothes and the food and, and the whole deal. I love those. Um, So this one's a little bit different. So I I guess there's a a point in the Victorian era where things went from being, you know, as you might think of the Victorian look, which is really ornate and let's just say cluttered, you know, just layers and layers of stuff. Or um, when with like William Morris and things like that, as we start going to um, a little bit more of the arts and crafts movement, which is very close to my heart. That's like, I love that style. So... They move these people who are all artisans into this Victorian house, and they are going to sort of, in a way, redecorate the house in the in the style that it's in. And so they have a furniture maker, a like a a woodblock printer, a silversmith, a potter, an embroiderer, um, and probably other people. Um, And so like, and it's it's kind of like a challenge show. So. in the first room there in the parlor and they have, um, challenged this woodworker to make this, I think it was a William Morris chair. Maybe it wasn't a William Morris chair because it was definitely William Morris wallpaper. And so A woman had to come up with her design in the same spirit of that. And a silversmith had to create this little bowl and stuff. And then other people just sort of help them. I think every room they, they concentrate on different artisans. And that was really, that was really fun to watch. It was a little stressful for me because you have to do this all really quickly. Like the guy who made this chair, which had all this bent wood, he started just with a log, like they just cut it off the tree, like in, in only the most, you know, like period tools. And he had to do this whole thing himself, but like actually, you know, make the planks of wood and everything. He had to steam bend all the pieces. It was very interesting. So that's called Victorian House of Arts and Crafts. It was probably a PBS thing. I can't even remember. I watched it on uh, on Acorn. And the other thing that I've been obsessively watching on YouTube is this um, YouTube channel called The Last Homely House. Um, And so this is a YouTuber named Kate. Um, She's like in her 60s. A bunch of you probably already watch her. Um, And it's funny because it was like there's this trifecta of of things that happened where somebody um, joined the Simple Handmade Everyday Facebook group and said, I heard about you from... Kate from this homely house, which I didn't know about. And, and then my friend Vicky at the same time said, I think you would like this person. And then somehow, and maybe it came up as a YouTube recommended videos, but everyone was like, Kristen, you need to watch this. And so she lives in the, um, in Northumberland in um, the UK, in England. And she lives, um, in this adorable cottage, like on a farm and she has animals. She, she, quilts and knits and crochets and gardens and cooks and takes care of chickens (laughs) like just all the things all the things that that I want to do and um the inside of her house is amazing it's it's I showed it to my daughter one time I'm like it's like a doll's house all the different colors she's the the cabinets and the walls are just all these amazing pinks and greens and um just layers of just uh, somebody who is very very crafty and is, is living their life well there she said in one video um that she basically aspired to make everything she uses which i think is um like an amazing aspiration so anyways i will put a link to um one of her videos there but she if you like this Chatty audio podcast. You will love her chatty video podcast because it is literally just like having tea with a friend, like your best, craftiest friend (laughs) that could just teach you all the things. So, anyway, so that's the last homely house. Let's move on to homemaking. One good thing about lockdown is I think it's really helping us focus on uh, making do with what we have because I don't know, in my opinion, shopping just seems so much harder. Although I have to say, can we acknowledge that so many of our environmental habits and concerns have just gone out the window right now? And I know we have to do it, but I just wonder when it's going to come back. And what I'm really thinking about is um, shopping bags. You know, where I live, you cannot use a reusable usable shopping bag. And it kind of breaks my heart to see all those shopping bags going back out. Um, into the world, you know? So what we do, um, I shop at Trader Joe's and I just have that they, they just get another cart and they just put it all back in the cart and another cart is they're ringing it up. And then I take it out to my car and I bag it up, um, in the back of my car uh, because we just, it was just killing us. And, um, and I asked the the checker, I'm like, when do you think, you know, people will ever feel comfortable or w- when the stores will allow you to bring your own bags again? She's like, I don't know. Um, and so you, that had become such an ingrained habit here, at least in California. And um, it's kind of gone out out the window. Same thing with like the use of um, paper towels, you know, like Lysol wipes, that kind of stuff. You know, we never did that before. And now it just kind of in many ways seems like the right thing to do. I tried to make. Um, my own Clorox wipes because we've, we still can't get any of that stuff. So somewhere, uh, maybe in April, I finally found a three pack of disinfecting wipes. They were not the Clorox brand. They were like store brand. And we actually still have one of those because um, I've really been hoarding them. But when, with an, an empty container, like those cylindrical containers, um, I went online and I got a recipe. So it's, it was like, I can't remember, you know, like a gallon of water. Don't take this recipe to heart, but it was like a gallon of water and three tablespoons of bleach or something like that. And then I just put a bunch of paper towels in this, you know, cylindrical container and poured that um, solution over it until it, you know, everything was absorbed. And then they worked great that day. And then they sat there to like the next week where we were doing grocery shopping and I pulled them out. And I don't know why nobody has said this. There's a million... Um, of these DIY wipe things online, but the, the paper towels and we buy nice quality paper towels were just a soggy mess when I pulled them out, you know? So it was just like a whole fail. So I don't know if you have a better <laughs> recipe than that. Um, cause I was perfectly willing to make them ourselves and that, that felt pretty good. So now we're just, you know, using Lysol spray cause we're still wiping down the groceries and all that madness. But, um, so anyways, uh, that was a sidetrack of, I'm, I'm worried about the uh, environments and what we're doing, but we just, it's like, you know, one plague at a time, right? We just got to get through the coronavirus pandemic. Um, but anyways, it has just inspired me to, to make do, and you know, in a, uh, maybe a year ago, I got really into, you know, encouraging you and myself to tackle little nagging things around your house that, um, like in a power hour, just, you know, we had a, you know, I had a lamp rewired and a clock fixed and, um, you know, like these things that just, you know, appointments to, me may, to be made, just not that we're making appointments, but all those little things that make you feel good. So this week what I did is I've um, been meaning to take my vacuum cleaner into ha- have it serviced. I have a very nice kind of expensive vacuum cleaner and the handle kept pulling out. We had duct taped it. <laughs> for the last few months until my son who does the vacuuming is like, can we get this fixed? I'm like, okay, you're right. So I called the normal place, um, to get where I bought that vacuum and where I bought sewing machines. And they said, we're not taking vacuums. We are booked up for months with just doing sewing machine services. So I think it's the whole mask making thing is people are running their sewing machines into the ground and, or, um, Pulling, you know, these sewing machines out of their closets that have been there for 30 years and, and getting them serviced, so that was fine because I went over to my favorite pops one stop repair shop and um, he was able to do that service. And um, a couple of years ago, I think I might have mentioned to you that I bought a pair of Birkenstocks because I've decided that I am going to invest in good quality things that I can wear for years, so it was really hard for me to spend like 115 bucks on a pair of Birkenstock sandals. I got the ones it's called the giza style that go between your toes not the 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 normal birkenstock ones um, and i love them they feel good on my feet they they're kind of my vibe i absolutely love them but i ran right through i wore through the sole and the cool thing about birkenstocks is you can get them resold. so my my favorite pops repair shop they he resold them he was able, i even kind of wore into the cork footbed and they were able to build that back up and put on it's, it's a birkenstock um, sole back on it and now they are like as good as new and so I figure if, even if I have to do them every couple of years for as much as I wore those shoes they, that turns out to be to be a bargain so um so yeah I'm just kind of uh enjoying the kind of digging in and um making do with what we've got and just instead of just throwing stuff away and and you know buying new and if you've ever thought about buying a pair of Birkenstocks I highly recommend them. I will put a link in the show notes to the style that I bought. And I bought them on Amazon. They seem to be the best deal. And, and we don't have very many places that sell them around here. I actually went at, in the, at the time to Nordstroms, who just sells the one kind of classic style, which I don't really care for, just to try them on to get fitted because they're that European size, you know, like 36, 37, 38, you know, like those kind of numbers, (laughs) not your normal numbers like we have in the U.S. So, so anyways, um, and the last thing I want to just say is, you know, have you guys, since we're spending so much time at home, um, have you guys like kind of dug into, um, refreshing your indoor decor to kind of reflect summer? So a while back, I, I took the, the cozy minimalist, um, course and she really talks about some seasonal decorating things and, and what she means by that is not like a bunch of, you know, kitschy um, stuff you're going to buy at, you know, Michael's or Joanne's, but just kind of trying to bring what is going on outside the house inside. So during the summer, you know, kind of lightening things up, I switched out some pillow, some throw pillow covers. um, And in some vases for the winter, I had um, kind of like Sticks, you know, kind of like the way winter trees look. Um, that, you know, that I had just bought those kind of f- fun vase filler type things, and I put those away and filled them with, um, just like the eucalyptus leaves. I would aspire to bring stuff in from outside that is real, but I don't really have that kind of stuff where I live. So, um, Joanna Gaines and Target to the rescued for some nice, um, you know, eucalyptus vase fillers, and um, I like to kind of put things away uh, in the spring and summer so that things are lighter and, and more spacious. And then in the fall and winter, um, I kind of layer on more, um, fuzzy pillows and just more things on, you know, more decor out because it just, you want things to feel cozy. But right now I want things to feel spacious and, and light. And so I've kind of just been enjoying thinking about those things, um, because we're just spending so much time at home. We might as well just really, really enjoy it. So that's about it. I do want to um, thank a couple people for leaving reviews. It's always so exciting when I find out that there are new reviews. So JMJ765, thank you so much for your kind words. Your your review was just, um, it really made my day. And also um, Angie Bids, thank you so much for your lovely words. Um, so Once again, for the five millionth time, as if you haven't heard this from everyone, um, ratings and reviews help um, the show to to show up for people when they're searching and just helps other people find it. And um, I would really appreciate it if you guys would take the time to leave a rating um, or a review. Once again, thanks so much for spending this time with me, for taking some time out of your day. I hope you were able to do some stitching or do a chore or drink a lovely beverage while you listened. Um, I never take you guys for granted, and I appreciate you so much, and I'll talk to you next time. You can find me online at my blog, Simple Handmade Every Day, on Instagram at Kristen Esser. And please consider joining the Simple Handmade Every Day Facebook group so that we can keep the conversation going.